Bye weeks really, really suck. That's all I have to say. All that and more on Dot in the Eye with Davis and Chad. What's up, Buckeye Nation, and welcome back to Dot in the Eye with Davis and Chad. And we are on that dreaded bye week that everyone hates so much. Um, it sucks that the Buckeyes didn't play this week, but at least we got to watch some really good games uh, this Saturday. And uh, I'm looking forward to talking about what's going on around college football, man. How are you feeling, Davis? Yeah, uh, it's it's never fun on the bye week, um, but Kentucky recently legalized sports gambling. So I did find a way to be thoroughly involved in this weekend's games. Uh, decided to put a nice little 17 game parlay together for you know. How'd that work out? I've won 16 of the 17. Georgia Tech Welcome cost me. Welcome to the me. club. Oh my god, I was so <laughs> mad. I was like, I cannot believe I got all the way through 16 of the 17 games and all all the games Georgia Tech cost me. Yep. But there you go. I mean, I've never been so invested in a Georgia Tech game than I've ever been, and I can understand why this is addicting because it made college football that much more entertaining for me. We do welcome you to the club, and we Absolutely. welcome you to with open arms to your newest addiction. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, man. I'm, we're going to talk a little bit of uh, you know top ten and and football, but first, I think we need to talk about uh, something else we got going on. Yeah. So we finally gotten all of the exact details that we need um on october 14th and i know we've been shopping this around for the last three four episodes but we are doing our first ever dotting the eye with davis and chad live episode and it will be at turtle creek tavern that will be on 5571 north hamilton road in gahanna ohio 43230 um and that's for the ohio state pins uh, i'm sorry ohio state purdue game and we recently just found out that will be a noon game and it will be on Peacock. So even more of a reason that, hey, don't don't purchase your subscription. Come on out to Turtle Creek Tavern. They're going to have it on the TVs there. And uh, the doors will open at 10 a.m. Special opening early for us. So show up at 10 a.m. And uh, we will start our first live episode at 1030. Uh, we will go almost all the way up until game time. Uh, there's all kinds of cool things that we're going to do. Obviously, you'll get to see us live. Um, there will also be a Bloody Mary bar there. They have kind of a deal with Corona, and that's kind of like their Ohio State and Corona thing. So you can get five Coronas for 15 bucks. They have your option of regular Corona, Corona Light, or Corona Premium. And if you buy that bucket, that five for 15, and this is even a side of what, you know, with our live episode, Turtle Creek Tavern gives you a ticket for a chance to win a Corona bicycle. It's pretty sweet. We'll end up getting a picture and put it up on our website or on Facebook. But uh, they will actually do a drawing for that at halftime of the Ohio State-Michigan game. Uh, And you don't obviously have to be present for that. So anytime you get a bucket of Corona there, you do get a ticket for that. But we're also going to have some tickets if you are there for the live episode. Uh, you know, during our recording, if you decide to show up early, we'll have tickets and we'll actually have a drawing for various things. I mean, one thing I know that Turtle Creek Tavern is going to do for us is they're going to have some sort of like basket of Corona odds and ends of things. Uh, there might be a gift card. 
Uh, me and Chad might even be throwing in on a few things. So there's going to be some giveaways if you show up and, and you're there for the live episode part. Um, they also have, if you're hungry, they got deals on chili dogs. It's like one for four, uh, one for four dollars, two for seven. They also still have a full menu. Um, and also, you know, just to help out Turtle Creek Tavern, make sure you go out and check out their website. It's turtlecreektavern.com, and they also have a Facebook page. Uh, they do a lot of things throughout the week. They have games, um, karaoke. I know they have live music on the weekends. Um, and that they're being really nice to us, you know, helping us, you know, kind of get our name out there and doing this live episode. So don't be afraid to check them out, um, on Facebook or online and, uh, definitely, you know, show up, dude, it's going to be a blast. We're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be an excuse to get out of the house. Like I said, you ain't got to purchase Peacock. Just come watch it over with us, um, and stick around, uh, at least up until halftime for a chance to win some various prizes. So it's going to be a blast, man. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. And listen. If you're going to have to purchase Peacock, don't. Come on down to the bar and check us out. All right, you already know. Just tell the old lady, hey, the game's at noon on the cock, and I'm not spending $7.99. Okay, I'm going down there. I'm getting a bucket. I'm getting a ticket to win a drawing, and I'm going to hang out with Davis and Chad. That's all you got to say. You know what I mean? And we got got some sweet stickers, too. We got our logo stickers. We made a bunch of them. I know if you're wanting one of those, hey, maybe swing on down. Absolutely. Well, hey. Let's get into some college football. All right. So here's the deal. The AP came out this Sunday, whatever time it was, two o'clock, I believe it comes out um, every week. And I saw it and, you know, I started thinking to myself, I go, you know, how how accurate today um, is this AP poll? And we we know we, we can uh, argue the severity of it and the how much it really matters at this point. But I still do feel in the long scheme of things, it does matter somewhat. Um, for the initial CFP. I think after the CFP originally comes out, then it doesn't really mean crap. But as we're getting to the CFP, I do believe it has a slight bearing um, on what goes on because it is media driven. And I'm sorry, but, you know, everybody that's in that CFP committee is not watching every game that every football team plays. I'm sorry. So I do believe that. But this week, here's how it went for the top 10, because that's what we're going to focus on. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Michigan. uh, Number three, Texas. Number four, Ohio State. Number five, Florida State. Number six, Penn State. Number seven, Washington. Number eight, Oregon. Number nine, USC. And number 10, the fighting leprechauns of Notre Dame. So, Davis, what is your initial reaction to that? Any surprises at all? Um, A few. And I know we're actually going to get into it because I think we kind of wrote down how we felt the top 10 probably should look. And obviously, you know, it's very subjective and there's different ways you can go about this, you know, depending upon if you're more a resume guy, eye test guy. And it's funny because I feel like I might even flip flop a little bit from year to year. It just kind of depends. But the only thing that I'm actually surprised about and I'm going to give them props for is that Notre Dame is at 10. And they stay above Alabama with one loss. And normally in the past, you would not see that be the case. There's a big SEC bias. I mean, if you want to go ahead and scroll on down to number 23 ranked team, it is your only team in the top 25 with two losses, and that would be LSU. You have numerous teams with one loss, with zero losses, that are not even ranked at this point. Now, I understand maybe the preseason Uh, or the handful of games they had at the beginning of the season, you know, they didn't play the toughest opponent. But you've got to be kidding me that you think LSU is still should be ranked in the top 25 after what they've done through the first five games. Um, I agree. And I think are you referring to possibly Maryland a little bit? Maryland's definitely one of them that uh, 
was fully expecting that to be a rank-on-rank matchup. And I almost feel like that was intentional just to screw Ohio State out of a rank win or a potential rank win. Okay. Well, let's do this. How about, instead of going tit for tat, I'm going to give you my top ten and why, and then you give me your top ten and why. Why don't we just why don't we go backwards? It's always funner when we do that because we do that with the CFP reveal. And let's just go backwards and tell me your ten, and I'll tell you my ten. Okay. Um, I'll start here. Number ten, I had uh, the fighting uh, leprechauns, and the reason why is obviously, I mean, they they obviously barely lost to us, and they just eked out a victory versus uh, North Carolina. Uh, this Saturday night, I do feel like they're a pretty good, solid football team, but I do feel like they got a lot um, ahead of them as well. Um, they just haven't done much in the way of uh, beating anybody important other than, like I said, North Carolina. That's their only ranked win. So I'm going to leave them um, at number 10. At number nine, I had USC. Uh, they're 5-0. and um, They beat uh, an unranked Colorado. That's their best win. Uh, but they did really beat the crap out of them, if you want to be honest with you. It kind of humbled the entire country after that game. Um, they are sporting the number three offense in the country, but their defense, dude, their defense has still left something to be desired. We thought uh, we thought that maybe they'd work on that in the offseason. They did make some offseason changes a little bit to some of the staff over there uh, trying to get better, but they really didn't. So they still rank in the just barely inside the top 100 um, in defense so far this year. Number eight, I went Washington, uh, five and oh, they don't have a rank win. But they are averaging 46 points a game. They have the number one offense in the country right now, averaging 569 points. Or, sorry, 500. Good Lord, 569 points. I mean, Jesus it's possible. You put that on rookie mode and you still can't get that many points online. You ain't kidding. But I know what you meant. Go ahead. Yes. Defense is ho-hum. Uh, average, number 64, uh, giving up 365 uh, yards per game. So I kept them at number eight. Um, like I said, everything they have is in front of them as well. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how they pan out. But for now, okay. Next week this could be totally different. And I feel like that is kind of one of my issues with all the polls is that everybody keeps someone where they think they're going to end up at the end based on nothing. And I think it should change weekly. I think it should change on what happens. So that's me. Anyways, I'm gonna have you seven. stop right there. I'm gonna have you stop right there. So you went you nine through eight. Let me give you my nine through eight. So you had Notre Dame. You had um Oregon uh USC sorry USC and you had Washington. Washington okay so let me give you my 10 through 8 um kind of give you my little rundown of why we did that and then we'll go to our next three and then we'll both finish with the final four does that work okay so at number 10 I put USC and there's a little bias here just in the fact that you know I know what USC's been the last couple years, and I'm not seeing anything different from last year. I'm seeing Caleb Williams be probably the best quarterback in the country, a really good offense, but a defense that couldn't stop a nosebleed. Um, I am not seeing anything that impresses me at, in regards to that being an all-around quality team that I feel like you know, they are going to be a competitive team if they were to get to the CFP. Now, you always have a fighting chance if you have a really good offense, but there's also a reason why, um, what, what's his, what's their coach's name? Um, oh my gosh. Why do I keep wanting to say Lane Kiffin? Um, don't do that to the man. What's his Lincoln name? Riley. Thank you. Lord. Riley. Dude, we record these episodes <laughs> way too damn late. That's, That's why I always have brain farts. Nah, buddy, I'm here and I'm ready. I'm kicking, bud. 
Gosh, I'm kicking bless. like McChicken, bud. You uh, better be ready. But there's a reason why that man has not won a single CFP game every time he's been in there. And he continues to put out Heisman-style quarterbacks. But yet he has not won a CFP game. It's because you cannot do it in this day and age of college football if you do not have a defense. And I yet to continue to watch USC and see any resemblance of a quality defense. I'm not saying Colorado is bad. Colorado has a pretty decent offense. But still, if you're USC, and especially based upon what Oregon did to him the week before, um, USC should have played a lot better than what they did in that game. I mean, to win by, what, seven points was not impressive to me. I'm sorry, was not. So I actually have Notre Dame at number nine ahead of USC with one loss, just on the simple basis that Notre Dame played, in my opinion, a top five team, Played him to the wire, potentially probably should have won that game, could have won that game, could have went either way. And then the very next week has to go on the road to a tough ranked team that beat Clemson earlier in the season and go down to the wire and eat that one out. They've earned their record and they very well could be five and zero. in in my opinion, almost ranked number one after those couple wins. So that's why I'm giving Notre Dame at this point for me the nod over USC. Okay, now I know it's way early, and if you want to argue with me about, well, UC hasn't lost yet, I understand that. And in some realm, I guess, you know, if we we really pan this out, that does matter more than losing. But I'm giving Notre Dame so much more credit than I am USC. I guess maybe it's like more of a vendetta against USC because I'm so sick and tired of how much accolades they get with such a horrible defense. I cannot get over that. And then finally, number eight for me is Oregon. Uh, I thought Oregon looked really strong. The, uh, Bo Nix is playing well at the beginning of the season. Uh, Dude, their defense has gotten crazy. better. Wait till you hear where I got them, bud. That's fine. You're that's crazy. fine. Listen, that's fine. But I got Oregon at eight, and I think they could be interchangeable within two or three spots. Oh, God. Do they have the number two offense in the country and the number seven defense, and they embarrassed Colorado on the road. Embarrassed. And they're, exactly. they're averaging 516 exactly, yards per game. Exactly, because Colorado is just a flash in the pan. They are an overall as a team, not good. They do not have name an offensive team, line of defense. Name a team that's looked better than Oregon. Name a team that's looked better than Oregon with the eye test. Tell me. Washington. No. Washington doesn't even, isn't even in the top 65 in defense. They're not uh, even close, brother. Listen, Washington, to me, has looked like one of the strongest teams this year. Oh, good lord! So if you're well, if you're giving them that, then you then you better rank USC higher because what you're doing is ranking them off the offense, not the defense. Okay, Washington is not pissing away points like USC is, and like I said, I, I admit there is a bias there because of what USC has done in the past. But I am really high on Michael Penix Jr. and I think what he's doing with Washington and the way that that team is rolling right now, I think they're the, one of the hottest teams in college football. We'll see. All right. Now remember, me I'm your, giving give my your, I'm giving my give rankings seven, as of yeah. today. That same, same. But this is mine. I mean, I'll be honest, mine's a little scattered. I'll put a little bit on the spot, but mine's also kind of a mixture of eye test, worthiness, and some personal bias on top of that. I mean, I that's why that. it's my ranking. I can see. I can see that. All so right. So give me your well, seven through five. Seven. I had Florida State. They beat your almighty LSU team um, at home. But now LSU's got two losses, so I don't really know how impressive that win is. But they are averaging 43 points a game. Um, offense still is middle of the pack, and the defense is not that great. I mean, everybody's high on Florida State, and I just I fully don't quite get it. They're giving up over 400 yards a game on defense. I mean, that's that's ridiculous at this point. 
considering the fact the only team they really played that's worth a damn is LSU. So for me, they don't quite pass the eye test for me. Um, like I said, they are 4-0, and everybody gave them all kind of hype at the beginning of the season, but I'm just not fully sold on them right now. I'm keeping them at 7. 6? Six. Um, 6, Penn State, 5-0. and Beat Iowa um, at home, 31 nothing. Shut out of a ranked team. Still averaging over 40 points a game, and they have the number one defense in the country as of today, give, giving up only 210 yards per game. That is awesome. I don't care what league you play in. Uh, that is some good defense. So I'm going to stick with uh, Penn State well, there. not every team can play Iowa every week. But some of them can, and we'll get to them here in a minute because some of you guys have them <laughs> ranked. <laughs> um, and my number five, give me the team up north, 5-0. and oh. They have beat no one. And by no one, I mean absolutely no one. 34.4 points per game. Um, they have a great defense, averaging uh, their number four in the country right now as far as defense goes, total defense. Offense, ho-hum, man. They're number 58. They haven't really looked that impressive. Now, they have won, but they have not looked that impressive. So for right now, today, and they can earn their spot as they go on, I'm keeping them at number five. So we finally have – we agree on one thing. Uh, at least in this section. You want to take a guess on which one that is? I'm going to say Penn State. It is not. No. Oh, so how about that? I, I have Penn State at number seven. Okay. Um, Penn State at number seven for me, and I do think they're good. I think their defense is good. I think their numbers are a little skewed because of the Iowa game, especially on defense. Now, I'm not saying that's the end-all, be-all, because their numbers were good prior to that game. Uh, but I did see an interesting stat that were, they're one of the worst, if not the worst team in the Big Ten when it comes to plays of over 10 yards. Um, that Drew Aller has been a game manager, which is fine, but he has not – that the, our Penn State in general has not been a team that has been explosive, that has pushed the ball crazy down the field. And when they eventually are going to play a much more difficult defense in Ohio State or in Michigan – I feel like that offense is really going to struggle because they have not shown the ability to be, um, you know, super explosive. And uh, between their two running backs, Catron Allen, I think, is the one that's actually played better. But their other one has been kind of underwhelming this year. I don't know if it's the sophomore slump or what it is. But, you know, the defense, I, I definitely tip my hat. I think they have a really good defense. They have still a lot of really good pieces. Uh, Chop Robinson is uh, one that comes to mind that I think he's, you know, he's a stellar athlete. But. You know, the offense has just kind of been, hmm, you know, ho-hum to me. And just a simple fact that, you know, they haven't really played anyone either, in my opinion. So that's why I have them at seven. Number six for me is Georgia. And I have Georgia all the way down at six because I do not understand how you think – some people still think this is the number one team as of just looking at it from the lens of this season – they are still under the impression that, hey, in order to be the man, you got to beat the man. And that's all fine and good. That may be true, but that's not how the rankings are supposed to work year in and year out. And if you really look, the last two games, they were trailing going in the second half against far inferior opponents. An Auburn team that is not great. A South Carolina team that is not great. But yet they had to have comebacks in the third and fourth quarter in both those games and pull them out barely. So I'm sorry. That is not right now a top five team to me. I think they're really good. I think their defenses possibly make them a top five team. But the offense, 
it's it's not it's not flash. It's not be it's you know they're they have to replace a lot of pieces on that offense. And to me, I just do not think they are deserving of a top five ranking at this point. And then number five is the one we do agree upon. I put Michigan number five. I think they look good, but they've played nobody. Um, they have had a few moments against some of these teams where you look and you're like, mm, that's not very good. You should be doing better than that against that opponent. And then they turn it on, but it's still, there's been no challenge. And there will continue to be no challenge. If you look at their next games, it's like Indiana, Purdue, Illinois, Michigan State, which is horrible this year. Like, they have no one on the schedule until they have to go to Happy Valley. So they're going to be like 7, 8, 9, and 0 before they even have a challenge. So I, just because of that, I do not believe they deserve to be any higher than 5. Okay. Let's go 4 to 1. Go for it. Number 4. I have... The Buckeyes. Uh, like I said, I don't need to tell anybody out there our stats. I think we know what's going on. Uh, like I said, we're 4-0. Key, re- key win is Notre Dame on the road, uh, barely. Number six defense in the country as of today, and number 33 offense, averaging just over 34 points a game. And I think that Ohio State has all the potential in the world, but we haven't found it all yet. And we're still growing. We're still learning. I think that this is going to change as the season goes on. But like I said, I want to reiterate, I give my rankings as of today. And what I'm saying today does not mean that that's where I think people are going to end up. It means that I had to put out the rankings today based on people's resume and what I've seen. This is what I would rank them. So today I got Ohio State number four. I was going to say I I, will just do top three because I have Ohio State at number four as well for pretty much all the reasons you said. Okay. so that makes it easy. Number three, I had Georgia. Okay. now I know and I don't disagree with what you said about him. Honestly, that's why you didn't hear any rebuttal from me while you were talking. But they still have one of the most balanced teams as far as offensive and defensive production in the country right now. They are the most one of the most balanced teams. They're in the top 20 in both. Um, That can't be ignored. They do have a pedigree, which I know you're not supposed to use when doing the rankings. But still, they haven't really impressed me. They played no one averaging 39 points a game. Um, basically, I'm not gonna lie to you, dude. This is a this is a nostalgia pick. This is because I think they're going to improve as the season goes along, which I shouldn't use here, but I do think that. Um, so I kept him at number three. Okay. Number two, quickity quack quack quack. My ducks, dude. Oregon, five and zero. Oh. Like I said, the best offensive and defensive combination in the country as of today. Period. On top of that, they are undefeated. They're five and zero. Oh. They embarrass Colorado on the road. 516 yards per game, and when I'm using the eye test, it is really hard for me to say that this is not a top three team. And if you really watch college football, I don't know how today that you can't say that they are not in the top three because they are based on resume and based on stats. So I'm leaving them number two. And my number one team in the country is those Longhorns of Texas. I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. (laughs) All right. Five and oh. They beat Kansas at home, beat number three Alabama on the road at the beginning of the season, which was like a prolific win for everybody. Everybody's so, you know, down goes Frazier, down goes Frazier. You know, everybody was so excited about it. Um, And they're as balanced as Georgia is, number 17 in the country on offense, number 16 on defense. And they pass the eye test right now. And to be honest, they have the best resume of anybody in this top 10. So I don't think there's any reason to not put them at number one until they prove me otherwise. Yeah, and just go back to the Ohio State. Uh, it's not just a homer take for Ohio State number four, Michigan number five. 
Ohio State clearly has the better win, clearly had a challenge. Whether you believe that that night Ohio State looked like the better team or not, Ohio State went to Notre Dame in a top 10 matchup at night and came home with the win. So that alone right there, I don't care if you're an Ohio State fan or not, should put them ahead of Michigan. Would you not agree with that? I do because the philosophy, and I know you and I differ, but to me, when I'm doing my philosophy, it's, okay, what have you done? Who have you beat? How good are you doing right now as far as your offense and defense go? And then last, it's who do I think would win in a football game? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's at this point. I mean, these numbers are obviously interchangeable. We're only a quarter of the way through the season. So my number three team is Washington. And for me, it is the team that maybe stats are not quite as there on one side of the ball or because they don't have necessarily a who they win. played. They don't have a ranked win. And that's fine. And that's fine. <laughs> but to me, I think they are the scariest offense in college football. And that's even more than USC, in my opinion. I mean, I think that you could go 1A, 1B with both of those. I would just have more confidence in Washington's defense than I would USC's. But I think Washington is just a scary team to play right now. I can very very much foresee them getting through the Pac-12 with one loss or less and easily being a CFP a CFP team with a chance to compete this year. Um I really do believe that early on. Now of course, you know, we they're going to start playing each other in the in in the Pac-12. I mean, you have Washington and Oregon coming up what this weekend or next weekend? Like it's a huge matchup. Dude, there's some and, really and, big games this Saturday. Really big yeah, games. Yeah, the Pac-12 games are about to be freaking fire moving forward. I mean, I cannot wait to see some of these matchups. Um, and if you if you didn't realize, the Pac-12 got rid of divisions this year. So the ones that are going to the Pac-12 championship game are your two best teams out of the entire Pac-12. So you're going to have to go through a hell of a gauntlet and then still play the second best team in the Pac-12 which is one reason why I actually worry whether or not the Pac-12 will even get someone in the CFP just because of how good they are. They literally might cannibalize themselves. Well, let me tell you this, dude. Bef- I, I hate to say this, but before you get to your number one, let me just say this. Nobody's talking about Notre Dame is going through the freaking gauntlet. They played Ohio State. They played North Carolina last weekend, and they turn around and go to Duke, Louisville. Duke, Duke. Or sorry, Duke. And then they turn yeah. around and go to Louisville Who's this weekend. Who's unbeaten? Yeah. Dude, that is a, a, just a murderer's row of three games. And they got to play Clemson. Am I right? They got to play Clemson this year? I know they have to play I USC. I know they have to play play USC. Uh, there's another team I can't think off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure it's a ranked team. I mean, yeah, Notre Dame, I'm telling you, if they get through this thing with one loss, <laughs> that's probably a CFP team, dude. Dude, they have that probably is a CFP team. They have Louisville this coming week, and then they play USC the very next week. Yeah, where's dude, that? That is a gauntlet, dude. That's a home, home, but still, it doesn't matter. They got to be beat up from four weeks of just straight, you know, upper yeah, echelon that, competition football. That might be one of the toughest four game stretches I've any team in the country. That's ridiculous. Oh yeah. 100%. So, anyways, I, Washington is more. I guess along the lines with you and Georgia, like I can definitely understand why Oregon probably should be, but it's more of a personal feel to it that I just have this strong feeling about Washington coming out on top in the back in the Pac-12 this year. But that's kind of the main reason there, just because of how flashy uh, they looked in their offense. 
So at number two, I'm going with Florida State, and let me explain why. Because I can't disagree with what you said either, because lately the eye test has not quite been there. But I also think that they have gone through not an easy schedule. Sure, LSU still has two losses, but that's still a tough opening game of the season. That's the toughest one that anyone's played this season as an opening game. And then you have to go to Clemson, even though they're down, that's still not easy. Don't sit here and tell me, even you know this Clemson team, that if Ohio State had to go to Clemson, you'd feel good about it. You wouldn't. We'd be nervous. So I'm still giving them a lot of credit for those two wins, regardless of how Clemson and LSU has turned out after those after those games. Um in the fact that their quarterback is playing at a high level. Now their defense has been left leaving some things to desire and but their wide receivers can almost, you know, rival what Ohio State has at wide receiver this year. So I mean maybe dude, I was, they just barely eked out a win at Boston College. I'm I know. That was a, that was and that was a finicky game and it's not like they were losing and had to catch up late. They kind of pissed away a lead late and it got a little bit finicky there at the end. But I'm still going to be – I mean, I was high on Florida State. Just like you were high on Texas at the beginning of the year, I was high on Florida State at the beginning of the year, and I'm still kind of riding that wave. So that's why I have Florida State at two. And we do agree. I put Texas at number one as well. And Texas by far has the best win at Alabama is going to be really hard to top. Um, I think at Notre Dame is going to prove to be a really good one for Ohio State, but I still don't think that rivals at uh, Alabama, especially in the facet they beat them in. I mean, even though they beat them by 10, it didn't seem like it was by, by 10. A lot of that game, uh, Texas looked like the best team on every side of the ball. Uh, Quinn Ewers balled out through some dimes in that game. And since then, I mean, I, they've had a few ho-hum games, but you know, I think Texas is going to solidify uh, a top spot in the CFP or one of the top spots if they can get through Oklahoma this weekend, because after that, I'm not really seeing much of a challenge for them. Yeah, me either, dude. I think that's going to be it. Um, I think if anyone can hand them an L, it's going to be Oklahoma. Um, you know, that's a, that's a rivalry game. That's a tough game. Uh, crowd's going to be jumping for that. But yeah, I, I don't think, I, I think if they win that game, they should be ranked number one. And you know what? This is why I can't, I can't stand the polls too, because there is so much bias in this poll. I, we just gave you, an extremely unbiased thing. We put our own team number four, and I feel like that's pretty deserving. But also, we switched it all up by looking at these things. Sometimes it makes me wonder, like, did the people watching these games, do they just come out with an initial ranking and then have to have an, you know, an act of God to try to move them? Or do they actually watch the freaking games? Have you seen the big spreadsheet of all the AP voters and actually how they vote each person? Or each team. I don't. I would love to know. There, there is one. Look on Twitter. They're, they'll show you every single AP voter. They'll tell you exactly how they voted. You can see Ohio State had four first place votes. You can see Michigan had a ton of first place votes. You could see what every single AP voter voted one through twenty five. I just don't understand it. I, I just don't how you can actually watch football and tell me that today, when you look at it, these rankings are the best representation of college football today. Yeah, it's always biased this early in the season. You have regional bias um, just based on where the AP voters live. I mean, that's the reason why, you know, the coaches poll is actually a tiny bit different. Not a lot. Uh, But at the end of the day, I know you said this does matter kind of to help out with the initial CFP, but really these don't matter. And it's so funny that we talk about all this because it almost always ends up working itself out. Every time we bitch and complain about why is this person here? Why is this person here? It ends up working itself out in the long run. So, But I have a theory, though. 
Go for and it. I'm going to say this for everybody out there. Yes, I agree. The AP doesn't mean anything. But I also believe that subconsciously, everyone on the CFP looks at these rankings every week. And I believe, truthfully, if you were to have them rank the teams after knowing what the AP is and then strip all the names off of the teams and have them rank them without seeing an uh, AP, it would be a night and day difference. Night and day. Yeah. I do I mean, I. I can't disagree with you. I, I, I do feel like the AP poll does influence some early CFP committee discussions. Um, and it also helps to give them the argument of who's getting ranked wins at what time for the initial one. Now, at that point, exactly. they scrap those. And then you're looking at, I mean, rank wins based upon are they CFP ranked? And that's w- really where I feel like over the last handful of years, we've really seen some SEC bias. Now, will that happen again this year? I don't know. You know, the beginning of November is always a fun time because we get to break that down. But um, I think, you know, the funny thing is we had all the same teams in the top 10, though. You know what I mean? Even though we switched some of the order around, uh, we didn't put Oklahoma in the top 10. They're at 12. Uh, we, kept Al- with, we kept Alabama really out. We kept Alabama out at Dude, 11. I don't think Alabama's that good this year. I'm sorry. I, I, I see them taking on another L at some point here. Um, yeah, so I'll tell you what, let, let's finish with this. Um, I'm going to go ahead and list cause I know we didn't list it out loud, but I'm going to list 11 through 25. And I want you to tell me of that group there, what is your biggest sleeper team that you think could really make a push? Okay. And we'll okay. kind of finish it up with that. So number 11 is Alabama at four and one 12 is Oklahoma at five and oh, 13 is Washington state at four and oh, 14 is UNC at four and oh, 15 is Oregon state at four and one. 16 is Ole Miss at 4 and 1, 17 is Miami at 4 and 0, 18 Utah at 4 and 1, 19 Duke at 4 and 1, 20 UK at 5 and 0, 21 Missouri at 5 and 0, 22 Tennessee at 4 and 1, 23 LSU at 3 and 2, 24 is Fresno State at 5 and 0 and 25 is Louisville at 5 and 0. Which one stands out to you the most that you think could possibly be a sleeper team in that 11 through 25 spot? Okay, if you're talking about realistically, mm-hmm. realistically, I don't think there's anybody other than Oklahoma that could even it could even challenge that. Maybe North Carolina, but that's it. I don't see Oregon State's already got an L. Uh, Ole Misses themselves as usual. Uh, Miami, I don't think that good. Utah's missing a quarterback. Duke's already got an L. Like I said, I already know what you're getting ready to say. No, and you yes, don't. UK beat Florida, but Florida is bad. No, I don't care you if don't. they were ranked the week before; they're bad. I was not um, going to give it to UK, even though I think they can give Georgia a game this weekend. I really do honestly believe that. I'm not going to say UK is going to beat Georgia. But the team that I think is a sleeper here is a sleeping giant is Miami. I think Miami's better than you think they are. Since they got rid of Josh Gaddis, who was the old offensive coordinator for Michigan, uh, their numbers have been really good. Um, their quarterback play has been great. Uh, if you honestly look up their stats, I mean, they're up there. And think about the ACC, okay? If we think the best team in the ACC right now is Florida State and we've seen them have some hiccups, I think Miami could beat Florida State. I definitely think Miami could beat North Carolina. I think Miami can beat Clemson. Miami is a true sleeper team because I think they do have potential to beat all of these other teams in the ACC. Now, will they realistically do it? That's another story. They got That's why too. it's But that's why it's my sleeper. I think Miami does have the potential to make a run in the ACC from out of nowhere. Interesting. I mean, you heard and you heard it here first. You heard it here first. 
I'm not going to give you any pro- – you know what? I'm going to wait till the end of the year, but I'm telling you right now, if something happens and Texas ends up in the top four, I want an apology from everyone out there. Not for me because I've been, I've been kind of right there with you. You jumped on the train this year, but I was on it last year. You've been <laughs> on the train for a long time. <laughs> I don't know what, what your obsession with Texas is, but you, Dude, you've been I on just, Texas for a while. I watch their recruiting stuff like I watch ours. Um, you know, it, it sparked my interest when yours went there, and I started to kind of watch what they were putting together. And I thought to myself, I think they're going to be good. Ryan That's Watts left Ohio myself. State, went to Texas. Yeah. And I go, man, they're putting together something special in there. And I thought, okay, well, probably not this year. We'll see how they look next year. And that's like, okay, well, they're not ready. Maybe next year. And then this yeah. year I thought, okay, for sure. Like if, if you were as healthy this year, I don't see any reason for them to not be in the top 10. Um, well, and well. I think they're going to be there. Well, arguably, both me and you have them at one. I mean, they're at three in the AP poll, and they have 10 first, uh, first place votes. So, I mean, realistically, I mean <laughs> – the only thing I guess that really bothers me when I look at this top 10 is just Georgia. I still don't understand how almost half the voters, if not more than half the voters, still are ranking Georgia number one. And they just watched them trail at Auburn, a not a good Auburn team, and trailed until the end of the game. They were losing well, 14 to 3 against too. South Carolina. I mean, Michigan that's the thing. AP voters, they're, yeah, that, that's what I don't understand is this love for Georgia, this love for Michigan, because, oh, Michigan's bringing everyone back from a CFP team. Oh, Georgia hasn't lost a game in like 20 some games or whatever it is. And they're back to back national champs. Like that shit doesn't matter. That was last year. Look yeah, at well, what you're seeing thing. on the field. You now have four or five games to see what you've seen on the field. Why are exactly. we continuing to live in the past? Well, here's the thing. Don't tell me. Here's my thing. Don't put the number one and two team at the country up there based on eye test because that's all it is. It's not resume. It's eye test. Neither one of those teams. So actually don't put every, them up there on my test and then make other people compete with their resumes to get ahead of them because that's horse. Yeah, it's not fair. Then go ahead and just, you know, be highly touted at the beginning of the year and let's go and play cupcakes and blow out as many teams as we can. And we can stay up on top while the other teams have to bloody their nose and grind through a tough ass schedule just to try to get some respect. And then That's probably it. end up dropping one somewhere. And then, you know, we all knew Georgia had a cake schedule. We all knew Michigan was going to have a cake schedule for most of the year. The problem is that these voters are rewarding them for it. So what is going to be the benefit of scheduling tougher games if you're going to continue to be rewarded for playing nobodies, regardless of how you win? I know. Bullcrap. I agree. Man. I know. Well, hey, we could ramble on long enough in here. Um, before we get off here, I do need to mention, you know, our good friends at additionalflavors.com. Um, they've been great to us, sent us all kind of sponsors. We're going to have some examples of it up there when we do our live show here at uh, Turtle Tavern here um, in two weeks. But uh, please go and check out their website, www.additionalflavors.com, just like it sounds. Um, they got spices, they got herbs, they got all kind of stuff that you can imagine for any kind of, ty- you know, food seasoning that you need. So make sure you check them out. Tell them that uh, you heard from us and, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, we'd love to uh, to try to get a little bit of something going even more with them uh, as the future goes on. But uh, ch- check them out, www.additionalflavors.com. Rock on. And don't forget, live episode coming up at Turtle Creek Tavern on October 14th. Um, we will continue to promote some more details online, uh, probably, you know, about a week out. So be looking forward to uh, some posts on our social media page and everything about a week before that. 
but our next episode coming up, we'll have our Maryland preview. So be on the lookout for that later this week. And if you have nothing else, Chad, we'll sign them off. That's it. All right, guys, as always, uh, you can check out all of our um, episodes on all major streaming services. You can also go to our website, which we post everything there as well. That is www.dtipodcast.com. And we also have a Facebook page and a Twitter page as well, where we also like to share some other things, get some fan interaction. So feel free to swing on over there and check those things out as well, guys. And until next episode, go Bucks. Oh, wait. <laughs>